Ignition. You are now listening to Trap Chat Alley, the fans' plug for all rappers' talk and more. We serve it up and throw it down. Presented by Trap Sense 95, enhancing your rappers' fan experience. Follow us on all social media platforms at T R A P D 95. Guess what, man? Guess what? The Raptors are the best team in the NBA. NBA. 2019. We got the, the Larry Toronto B. Raptors. Larry B. Man, I, look, it's two months later, and I'm still living I'm this still, high. I'm still Forever, man, forever. Really forever, but especially this summer. Especially this year. Until I see another team's name under the championship banner. I'm I'm enjoying this. I'm gonna rock this t-shirt that I'm wearing right now yeah. for the next 12 months. Yeah. And you maybe a little less, more you like probably won't nine be able to wear it after because it'll be worn out. But yeah, hey, well, you know, it gets you it get, gets its its get fill. Yes. just like hopefully we will. Because I I'll be honest, maybe I don't think we're gonna end up the champs this year. We'll we'll talk a little bit about about that. Yeah, we'll later talk on. about the Raptors' chances. But I I'm still living the high, and I am excited for the new season as well. Yes. This is Mikey Charlie alongside my man Illicit. Of course, this is Trap Chat Alley U. Yes, sir. We've been away for a little bit. We were basking in the championship glory. I personally took a little bit of a, a social media hiatus because it was pretty intense through this long playoff run from the beginning of the season all the way to the final game of the NBA season with the Raptors winning the championship. And it was such a beautiful ride, but it really took a lot of energy. It took a lot out to really be up on social media, defending the Raptors forever. You know, seeing all the comments on both sides of the scale. Especially, this is something that we talked about off or before the podcast. The American media and their their rhetoric, we'll say. Like their opinions. Listen, we're, we're going to probably start a new segment in the new year because of how how incompetent, I'm going to say. Incompetent. The, the NBA media in the United States are ESPN, um, I don't know, not, not just ESPN, but TNT, ESPN. Yeah. Anybody that really covers, even, to be honest, even NBA TV. Basically, everybody that covers the Toronto Raptors got it wrong. Yeah, there's there's a lot of media folk that got exposed over the last, even even after the playoffs. Absolutely, too, absolutely. A lot of people it's got like exposed. Guys that were on the Raptors side even got exposed. Yeah, a lot of people got exposed. I mean, some people, you know, make mistakes, but then some people just are wrong all the time. Absolutely. Being in the media, like. You have to be credible. Credibility is your number one ally. That's your that's your currency. And people make mistakes, especially in an industry where we, we love predicting stuff and guessing things. There's nothing wrong with that. But you gotta be accountable for your absurd you know predictions. Yeah, when you put absurdities out there though and you try to pass it off as, as something that's fast. It's knowledgeable and yeah. My sources say blah 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 and it's just you talking shit straight up. Yeah, your source is in your head because you're a multi exactly. personality. Exactly. At the end of the day, if you watch the Toronto Raptors throughout the 2018-2019 season, you watched why they were the best team and still are in yes. the NBA. They were designed to beat the Golden State Warriors. They were designed to beat teams like Philadelphia. They were designed to beat teams like Milwaukee. Yep. They there was a reason for load. Yeah, there was a reason for load management. It was about getting us to that precipice. And guess what? We got there. We did it. That's the thing. From what, last season, two seasons ago, we said the playoffs, or sorry, the regular season doesn't matter. The real season is the playoffs. You know, I. 
I always disagreed with that. I always loved the fact that the, you got to play the, pre, the the regular season. You have to the, play the regular season, but what by what I meant by that is like the focus. I agree, and Kawhi showed you that this past year. Yeah. But I challenge it still the mentality because we should talk about this in in the show. The Western Conference is so close. That basically it doesn't hang. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you see how? Because it's so close that any any team could easily win that Western Conference. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about the Western Conference in a little bit. So, the regular season matters. That's all I'm saying. It does, but especially from the Raptors' standpoint, the last couple years since we've been to the playoffs and had those heartaches, our focus was all about the playoffs. I agree. And so it should be. So we'll talk about that. We're going to talk about the obvious, and that's Mr. Leonard leaving. I'm not yes. going to call him number two because as I just just as I just dissed those American Skip Bayless type yeah. guys. Um, Kawhi Leonard, thank you very much, man. We nothing but respect. Man. We got what we needed. You got what you needed. Peace out. I understand you, man. I understand you, man. I don't, I'm not mad. I'm I don't. Not mad. I resent you. I'm not mad either, but I resent I you. Uh, yeah, we can talk about that too, but you know, I'm cool with it. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about also the other additions the Raptors have made. Which, in my opinion, like I said, I'm hyped about this season, man. These additions are actually good. You might not know all these names, but come on. You yeah. trust in Masai. Exactly. Don't doubt him. Never doubt Masai. We're going to talk about Jeremy Lin. We're going to touch on that for a bit. I think Jeremy Lin is a, is a discussion that we need to talk about. When it comes to him, it's not just him. It's not just DeMar DeRozan. Mm-hmm. It's mental illness, depression, anxiety. These are all things that are, you know, might have been shunned and taboo, taboo even even a decade ago. Yeah. But we've, uh, thank God, we've come a long way and not far enough. But we've come a long way to recognize some of this stuff. So I think we should talk a bit about Jeremy. Like, yeah. Then we'll have some general NBA talk. That's when we're going to talk about the Western Conference, Eastern Conference, just general moves that have been made since the season. 25% of the NBA is mm-hmm. different. Yeah. That's a significant yeah, number. Is different, so. It's not. We're not in the same Kansas anymore, my friends. It's not. It's a whole different ball game. Oh, absolutely. Literally. Literally. We're gonna talk about the Raptors Africa basketball connection. I know you wanted to talk. I, about I just it. wanted to touch on it a little bit, so we can talk about Masai there a little yeah. bit. And lastly, we'll talk a bit about Canada's uh, basketball connection with now Nick Nurse, and we're heading into the tournament. Yeah. And. Uh, their GM is Glenn Grunwald. Glenn Grunwald, who don't people who don't know was is a former Raptors GM, GM. GM so, yeah. yeah, and who was integral for their early success. Yes, indeed. For their early, he had a good run. He, he did. A good run. I, I don't look back at his tenure as a bad thing, although there was some serious missteps. Like the Carter situation. Yeah, but, that, that but wasn't, yes, it was. Come on, he got that was on his. The end, the, I don't the end care. Was on his watch. Uh, we we watched. Watch. Yeah, we watched Anthony Davis to. Yeah, I agree. But it was the it was the situation that brought him to that man. It's the same thing with Anthony Davis this year. They players can't dictate. It's not right. It screws up the rest of the NBA because people don't know what their worth is. I'm excited to see New Orleans. To be honest, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, but do you think they deserve the Christmas game? Well, not if the Raptors have barely got one in what two in yeah, twenty no, years. Exactly. Come on, man. Yeah, that's kind of something interesting, we'll say. But regardless, let's get into this. Let's do it. I've been waiting for this one. We get to hype it up because you know what? We're freaking champs. Yeah, champs. This is Trap Chat Alley presented by Trap Since 95, enhancing your Raptors fan experience. Visit trapsince95.com and follow us on all social media platforms at TRAPD95. Yes, the cow. So you can find us everywhere iTunes, the Google Play Store, basically anywhere you find podcasts, you can find us. T-C-A-O. Search hashtag T-C-A-O. Takao. Out of you. Oh, it's... Oh. Oh, now run that back. Run that back. Man, you got to run that back. Run it back. All right, run it back. Come on. All right, let's run it back. And I'm going to start off by saying, again, 
the Toronto Raptors uh-huh. are the NBA champions of the world. Yes. Of the world. The best. Man, la- we were sitting here last year doing this, talking about Kawhi coming and being hyped and upset. Like, I was upset DeMar was gone, man. Of course, it's sad. And, it was sad. And you know what? Now, the way things have played out with Kawhi gone, yeah. I, I couldn't help but go, ah, DeMar. You know? Yeah, and, I mean, it but, hurts, man. No, it does, but it, it, it's still a business, right? And as I've strictly said a number of times, stop crying. Yeah. You make lots of money, and you get to play a sport for your, your life. I'm not saying that there isn't reason to be upset sometimes. You're a human being, and emotion is everything. Of course. That's part but, of the human... But you need to justify and, and understand that your sense of of worthlessness isn't what some people feel, you know? And I, as a person that goes to places like Haiti, I can put things into perspective maybe a little different than other people can. Mm-hmm. But this is still sports. Yeah. It's a game. Yeah. It's stuff I used to do on the weekend and evenings and stuff for free for fun and I would still do it for fun I'm sitting here making a podcast about stuff I'm not even playing yeah because I love it exactly so I hear that. at the end of the day I feel for DeMar and I still miss him but we're the NBA chance and I am going to celebrate yes. until next year I'm going to celebrate forever, really, but I understand what you're saying. Definitely, like, in that full 100% mode, I'm I'm, I'm carrying this to the All-Star break and beyond. I appreciate what you're saying, but I won't lie. We won the title, and, and my wife and friends were screaming and yelling, and I stood there staring at the TV, my hands on my head. I started to cry, and all of a sudden, it was... We just won the title! Yep. Like, within three minutes! Yeah. And I felt like, oh, this isn't enough. Yeah, no, of course. <laughs> That's, That's what like, happens, though. No, you get, no, you get, no, you get, no. You gotta be satisfied. You get that taste. You're nah, supposed man, to be like, satisfied. You, but I'm not. I'm not. That's see that's the thing. It's 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 an edge. There's a slight there's a line, you know, like you're happy and you're fulfilled, kind of, but like But that's the thing. I expected to feel so much more fulfilled than I did. Really? I, honestly. Really? I, I was happy. I, I was elated. I was probably one of the happy I think someone asked me, you know, how I was doing. I was like, yeah. I couldn't be more happy. And yeah. I and I meant every word of saying that. Yeah. But I wasn't satisfied. See, happy, yes. Yeah. Satisfied, uh, no. I felt uh, right away like, all right, we gotta do this again. Oh uh, no, for sure. You, I felt that too. But I did feel. I felt satisfied. I felt. I felt full. Like you know, I you didn't. You eat I a didn't. meal. I, okay, for me, my I experience. I ate. It's like I ate the meal uh, and I felt full. But now the hunger is wearing. Uh, like, or that food is wearing off, and I want that meal again. I'm so jealous. That's how I feel. I'm so jealous. That's how I, I would have loved that feeling. <laughs> I've been starving from the three minutes after since Kawhi was standing up, took the MVP oh, trophy. I was like, Jamaicans would say you have a long belly. Seriously, <laughs> seriously, I'm just—it's not right, but I can't help it, man. And you know what? Which brings me to Kawhi. Thank you again. I appreciate it, and I will cheer your name when you are announced as a Toronto Raptor, um, as a champion. I'll cheer you when you first get on the floor. I'll cheer you the first time you, you you touch the ball. I'll cheer you when you're taken out for the first time. From that moment on, my friend, your enemy. you are now my enemy, and yeah. I will boo your ass from here till the end of next season. Two seasons, because that's all you signed, right? Yeah. Here, here's my uh, my little tidbit. Mm-hmm. What if? What if? Yep. The Raptors have a lot of money in two years. I've heard it. I've what heard, if, I know where you're going. What if they re-sign Kawhi? I mean, he, he loved it here. There's no yeah. question about that. He wanted to go home. That was his deciding yeah. factor. But he goes home. What if they... It doesn't let's, work out. Let's say they, they underplay what their potential is. Right? And I think... And I've been saying this. I think that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And when they do... Toronto is going to still be in contention. Yep. Or in the discussions of being a player or two away with lots of money. Mm-hmm. So maybe he resigns. Maybe. With the added 
bonus of someone like Giannis. Could you imagine? <laughs> Whoa, there's a, look, there's enough not money. Impossible, there man. is not, enough money. It's not impossible. There might even be enough money to sign a third player, but then you're you're looking like the Golden State Warriors this year, and that don't match up like depth-wise because they. Well, then, but that also depends on the development of. Fair enough, and the Raptors have the best development team, the best development team in the NBA. Uh, Players are coming to Toronto now because they know they're going to get developed. Yeah. Look at Makai. Makai. He left the Golden State Warriors to come back. He probably knew that we were going to win the championship, and he had to keep that streak Uh, alive. Maybe. You know, that guy has a (laughs) three-peat. Yeah, I know. Three beats. He's been in the league three years, and he has three rings. He's undefeated. He literally has the best winning percentage in the in the NBA Finals than yeah. any player in the NBA yep. ever yep. in history. Yep. <laughs> and he's on the Raptors. That's crazy, though. But yeah, so he, he came back. So, obviously, he sees that. He sees the potential. potential. And I, there's other guys. I can't remember who it was that, you that know what? signed let's, with the let's, Raptors. Let's go down, down the list. Let's see what the roster looks like at this very moment. At this moment. very moment. So, OG Ananobi. Yep. And let me let's go and let say me, a little second of each one. Yeah. So remember, like part of the whole American media thing, they're talking about the Raptors. They're they're gonna take a step back. That's obvious. But they're thinking like sixth place, seventh place, maybe not even making the playoffs. Which but is a joke. It's a joke in itself. But they forgot about OG. OG did not play one minute in the playoffs. People forget this season was. It was a tough season for OG. He had family issues. His, his father, his father died. passed away. He had the the appendectomy. Yeah. He had a whole bunch of injuries. To yeah. Even smaller stuff throughout the season. Yeah. He was in and so, out of the lineup. He, at the end of the day, that guy, that kid, could be really good. Really good. And hopefully he was like a sponge this past season, like picking up Kawhi's, you know, his regimens and his just the way he does his thing. Hopefully. And incorporates that into his game because there's a lot of similarities from the raw perspective between those two players. I agree. I it's that partly also in that position. We talked off off air about guys that are you know could have been. Of course. Like there's the Terrence Ross, the Joey Graham, the the guys that are have that potential to that guy but never just realize. never really reach it yeah. and it's usually due to incentive not talent it's about yeah, it's drive and hard work, work, work ethic, ethic ambition it's that kind of stuff it's the stuff you can't teach yeah and that's if, that's another reason I'm gonna bring DeRozan back in. That's another reason we love DeRozan because he had that every season Absolutely. he was in the league yeah. with the Raptors and even I guess now with San Antonio. Up his assist yeah. average. Yeah. He's upped his game. Yeah. He's always worked at his game. And so hopefully OG has that type of mentality. My concern is he doesn't, and it's not that I don't want him to. Obviously I do, but I his demeanor just sometimes strikes me as a little calm, and that's nothing wrong with that. Like a laissez-faire kind yeah, of. Yeah, um, like a lot like Terrence Ross. Well, just he, very yeah, easygoing, light hearted. Kawhi is easygoing too. You could say like his He's demeanor in general. But, like what, but I'm saying once he gets in the gym, that's a whole different story. Uh-huh. Ha ha ha. <laughs> exactly. Ha. Really? Come on. Now. He's not. And I hope that what you're saying is true. That some guys like Norman Powell discussed it a handful of times throughout the, the playoffs. That Kawhi's mentality rubbed off on the, a lot of them, including him. I hope. For OG's sake and guys like Norm Powell, I hope that it does because they have an opportunity to take another step now. Yeah, there's a in this situation. There's a spot in the roster. Oh, well, yeah, two really. I mean, when you factor in Danny Green, which we also did not mention, shout out Danny Green. Thanks for your contributions. I know people are dogging him for his performance in the playoffs, ah, but. He still played pretty well. Especially on the defensive end. Especially twenty one that yeah, one game. Especially on the defensive end too. I'm not listening. I'm not gonna knock him. Well, we at the beginning of the playoffs we talked about those guys, those fringe guys, and yeah. we said that they'll win one or two games. And they did. Yeah. Marcus Salt won one or two. Danny Green won one or two. Fred Van Vliet won one or two. That's how Danny. you win. Van Vliet definitely won a couple. Well, of Fred Van Vliet, at the, like in terms of the 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 finals, he was the only other player other than than Leonard who had 
had an an MVP style series. Yeah, uh, he wasn't like he. I think he got a vote. Yeah, in the MVP running, but he shouldn't have. Like, no, why I was? He, I think he deserved a vote because. Oh, man, who would you have voted for him? I'm just. No, I'm just saying because some of the shots that he made. I'm not saying that he's huge, been MVP, oh, I, but I, like those were cl- crucial shots. I agree. I'm not arguing that. And, and but that's why I'm saying right now, and this is my prediction for. For the Eastern Conference, okay, mm-hmm. the Toronto Raptors are not going to fare as bad as all everyone seems to think. Oh, for sure, I, so, I agree with that. So uh, this is my my Eastern Conference one day. We'll go are we going to do it now? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, you yeah, want to finish? That, yeah, the I, want, I want to finish the roster, roster first. Finish the okay, roster. so uh, we got Chris Boucher, who's stepped up a huge amount already in, yeah. in terms of his, his you know G League performance. He won MVP, MVP of the and G Defensive League. Player of the Year. Yep. He's he's on his track to be another guy like Siakam or Fred Van Vliet. Yeah, another developed guy from the G League, uh, Raptors 905 and Canadian too. Yep. Montreal, and shout out. He just needs to put on some muscle. I think that's the biggest thing. Like yeah, his physical. That, that scares me because he is a very tiny guy. Yeah. But yeah, he gains 20, 25 pounds of muscle. I mean, and to be honest, with hardcore weight training, 20 pounds is not a yeah. lot, man. And not also, when you're 6'10", or 7 foot, whatever he is, right? And then also, remember, Giannis, um, Giannis when he came into the league, he wasn't, the, he wasn't oh, the biggest guy. Good, but look good, at him now, he's good ripped. Point, so. Good point, good point. So I mean, and a lot of guys that happens too. Yeah, man. just a lot of guys. But it's just the the way in which they gain that mass because some frames, if you don't do it the right way, that leads to more injuries. I agree. So I agree. Well, this is why I'm here sitting with a broken ankle. Yeah. To listeners, yeah, I, I've had a long summer vacation myself. I uh, tripped and I wish I could say I tripped. <laughs> I just stepped off my deck and I broke my ankle. So this summer's been a, a he has healing two left feet. Yeah, and right. Now one. Now one. <laughs> now, now two right feet because the right has to do all the 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 blunt of the burden for everything else. So I've had to recover this this summer as well. So not just from partying. <laughs> no, this is legit. <laughs> all right, uh, after Boucher, Terrence Davis. So yeah. this is a, a new import. Uh, so tell me a little bit about Terrence Davis. He's a he's a potential. He's a guy with potential, man. Like. Uh, I think the Raptors really loaded up on this low-end potential, high, yeah, high, like, buy low. Yeah, like no risk, high reward kind yeah. of stuff, you know. Yeah, so I mean, they're they're trying him out to see what he can do for the team. Obviously, Masai and Bobby Webster. Shout out, Bob, Bobby Webster. He doesn't get enough love. Still but, the youngest GM. Yeah. <laughs> so they obviously see some things in these guys that they brought in, and. Obviously, the summer, or I should say, this coming season will be telling. We'll see. Uh, Marcus Gasol, of course. So uh, he resigned. He, well, he he, he, used he didn't his, resign. He used he, his option. He uh, yeah, he exercised his option for and I, the season. To be honest, I was a little shocked when I read it because he did it before the Kawhi situation, before anyone else. I think he wanted to be like, "Yo, guys, let's do this again." Yeah. Uh, to and, be honest, though, like from what I gather, I think. Kawhi was still leaning towards the Raptors at that point. I feel the the whole LA situation really manifested once they were able to confirm they were getting Paul George. Oh yeah, because I think I'm tampering. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I don't, I'm not gonna get into that, but like up until the last few days, I had the feeling that the Raptors had the Raptors had a slight edge. I didn't. I didn't from the moment. That Kawhi took the MVP. I just he, the way he answered questions, and even after the way he answered, said stuff on the on the stage during the parade. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, he's not in the middle. He sure. thanked he thanked Toronto first opportunity that he was in the media. He thanked the fans. He bigged up the city. He bigged up the parade and said it was yeah. the best ever. Listen, 
as I said to you, I'm not hating on Kawhi Leonard. I, yeah. Thank you. You know, he kind of seems to me like he was one of those those girls in your life that you know <laughs> were the in between chicks before fling. you got into. You know, not even a fling. Like you still like this one, but you knew she wasn't gonna be around for a while. You know, yeah. like it was just she was here someone, for a good time, not a long time. Yeah, but not even a good time because you like her. You know what I mean? Like it's not no, like you just, like her. You're just not using her, but you're at the same time you're maybe mutually using each other. Exactly. You know what I'm that's, saying? That's a very good. Analogy, so, so yes, Marcus all came back, probably so, with hopes of bringing it back. I think so, and and I don't think he regrets it, even if no, now. because they're still going to be a good team. And he would have been leaving a lot of money on the table because I don't think he'd be getting the same type of. I agree. Money, so. I agree. Can't knock him for that. No. Dewan Hernandez. Now this is an interesting prospect that the Raptors drafted. This might, this might be a year or two in the making, though. Yeah, we'll see. But he had a. Pretty good collegiate career. Yeah. The reason yeah. why he kind of fell down the rankings was like uh, he was involved in like some, some kind sort of off the court drama. Yes, exactly. And so. I, I mean, it, from my understanding, it's not even that serious the stuff. But whatever. At the end of the day, I don't really know the whole story. But from what yeah. I can can gather, it's off court stuff. It's not. Yeah. It's not it, directly it's not related. Directly to the directly game the basketball. basketball. Yeah. yeah. So he might actually be a lot better on the floor than we're expecting. I mean, Allen Iverson had problems off the court. Yeah, you know, very, very documented. <laughs> but yeah, Dewan Hernandez actually had a pretty decent showing in the, the summer, summer league. league. Yeah, actually, in my opinion, he was probably the best Raptor. Yeah. He was he was arguably the best Yeah, Raptor. so, I mean, that's he's he's an exciting prospect to look forward to. Agreed. See, yeah, see There's lots to look forward to in this upcoming year. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson and the Raptors. This was, to me, my favorite pickup Picked him up, formerly of the uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nets. Nets. He gave the Raptors a fit inside. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know, we are losing a little bit in terms of defensive prowess without Kawhi Leonard, obviously. Uh, hell yeah, I would say that. So, to pick up some guys that are gritty, hard-nosed defenders, I think it's a good move. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure where he fits in the lineup. Because there are a lot of guys that are yeah. locked up in that position. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of Movement, throwing, maybe. throwing uh, pieces at the board and see what sticks. Uh, and and different lineups. Uh, Let, yeah. Let's be honest, Nick Nurse has been known for that, right? Serge Ibaka. Um, listen, I, I have a funny feeling that Serge is the odd man out in this in the the next couple years here. I wouldn't be surprised if he's not a Raptor by the end of the year. He still has a lot of trade value, and I just... I don't know. I know he wants to stay a Raptor. He likes it here. Yeah. Um, but I just feel like we might be able to get something. Remember you were talking about earlier there maybe is a chance for a star or something. I could see the Raptors packaging Ibaka and somebody a young or something and getting a star that has a couple years left on their contract and then going into 2020 to go get two more. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And remember, a lot of these guys are in their last year of their contract. Yeah, that, well, that's why I'm saying By design, Masai and Bobby Webster, they knew really designed the roster they knew. with that in mind. They knew. So, we'll see what happens. But Listen, they've been playing chess while everyone else has been playing checkers. Trust me. Most everyone else. There's $193 million for the Raptors to play with. Yep. Stanley Johnson, another guy that they brought in, uh, formerly, formerly. Detroit Pistons. Yeah, I... I don't know. He's a good defender. Yeah. I, I, none of these guys I'm going to say anything huge about, and I'm not going to knock. Yeah, they're just guys that... Can play. They're they've been in their years in the league. They've shown that they have a professionalism, a certain level, and a certain level of compete. And that's all at the point I think that the Raptors are looking for right now, right? Yeah. And you never know. They might be able to develop somebody into a higher ceiling. I, I wouldn't be surprised if one of these guys sticks around long term. At least one. Yeah. Kyle Lowry, of course, the OG Raptor. You know, when I hear Kyle Lowry's name, I, ah, since the finals, yeah, I I look at him in a very different light than I Put some I did. respect on his name, please. He's the best Raptor of all time. How's that? I can't knock it. I can't knock it. He should be the first of this. Not what I was saying a year ago. <laughs> a year makes a difference. A year and a bit, especially a since a before months, yeah. pre, the pre... 
uh, DeRozan, Kawhi. Well, no, but I'm saying, like, I was saying when Kawhi was traded to the Raptors that DeMar was the best. Yeah. And now, and I said it all the way through the year last year. Yeah, I know. I know. Until the playoffs. Yeah. And then Lowry had a terrible freaking first series. Especially the first game. Yeah, yeah well, like, but it was the whole first series, mostly. Um, but the first game was abysmal. Yeah. And I ripped him. Yeah. From then, he became the best Raptor of all time. <laughs> Two months changed all of it. Yeah. Because... Two months and one particular trophy. And, and just who he is, man. Yeah, man. The, he ran and saved Masai. Oh, yeah. From that idiot in Golden State. The that police police officer. Piece of crap. Yeah. Like, that's so, You know, why, cops, not why, all cops why, are bad. Why did that happen? Why did that situation happen? Not that all cops not, are bad, but stuff like that should never happen. That should not happen. Like, in any level, in any, like, even if it's on the street, man, that shit just shouldn't happen. Anyway. I, I agree. You know I agree. Kyle Lowry, shout out. Forever Best Raptor, Raptor of all time. Raptors lore. He's like. He should. He now should be the guy that you. Associate with the franchise? Is that is that your it thing? Sh- like it should face? be the face from now on. There should be his his jersey should be the first retired. He'll be in the Hall of Fame as a Raptor. I, Kyle Lowry. Hey man, ultimate respects. I don't have a Kyle Lowry. Jersey. Thank you, Kyle Lowry. Thank I have you. a Kyle Lowry jersey, but I'm gonna buy one for my daughter. I already made it. We appreciate you, Kate. Yeah, man. We, we do. We do. I do. All right. So, uh, Jordan Lloyd has been waived. Waived. Yeah. That's okay. I that leaves he, a spot, right? Yeah, I think he signed. I don't know if it's a European. European. Like another. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. Good luck to him. Yep. Patrick McCaw. Well, we already talked a bit about him. He's three peak champion. I didn't realize he was six seven. Yeah, it's tall. He's that tall? Yeah. I I knew he had a long wingspan. Wingspan. Six seven, but he's only a buck eighty five. I'm a buck seventy five, and I'm not. I won't. Tell I'm you. not. I won't tell you what I am. I got the dad bod kicking, <laughs> but I weigh more than Patrick McCaw. I'm one seventy five, and I'm not even a big guy. Like I'm, I, I consider myself on the slimmer side. You know what I mean? I'm not like skinny, skinny, but I'm not. I'm not a big framed guy. I hear you. And this guy's six seven, one eighty five. I'm like six, five eleven and three quarters. Anyways. Hopefully he gets a four peat. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's looking a little bit in doubt right now. But, but yo, I'm glad that he stuck around. I, yeah. I think he can be a contributor. Yeah, obviously he sees something in the Raptors uh, program that is attracting him. He left Golden State to come here, yeah. and now he stayed. So let's see what he can do. Malcolm Miller, uh, we still have him. I think he's another one for the, you know, development. You never know. He has a lot upside. Yeah, he's pretty good with the shot. So hopefully, you know, he can translate a little bit more of that this season. He'll definitely get a a bigger chance. More opportunity, for sure. Exactly. Cameron Payne. This is an interesting one. I don't know. You know, I'm okay with the signing. They needed a backup, right? So Yeah. uh, Because I have a funny feeling Van Vliet's probably going to play the two a lot. Like Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet will play the two a lot. So this is not an out-of-the-world signing, but it did shock me a little bit. I was like, oh, okay. It is what it is. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, sure. Norman Powell, of course. We we talk about him already. Norman Powell, to me, is the X factor. Yeah, he has a, again, he's another Him and OG are the two guys that literally can take the next step in their career. Yeah, he'll definitely have an expanded chance from this previous season. If if they shine, those two guys are going to make a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Uh, Devin Robinson. So this, I'm, this is like very obscure. Yeah, it's assignment. another. It's another. Well, it's another project. Project, man. Like I think this would happen here. They're just trying to build a bunch of guys young that they can develop. Yeah. And then in two years, be able to sign a couple big guys and still have enough money for these younger guys that are just developing. Exactly. Kind of like what they've done with Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam now, basically. Yeah. It's the model, of, I think. Speaking of Pascal. I, you gotta resign this guy. Oh, I, he gets signed. I bet you. I wouldn't be surprised if it gets done before the season starts. Yeah. If it doesn't, it'll happen with before the All Star break. And I truly believe he'll take another step. He won't take as big of a step as he did last year. I think that's almost impossible. But almost. I think yeah. But I think he's gonna still 
get better shooting the ball. And that's where you're going to notice him be a lot better. If yeah. he can shoot 40% from the three-point line, yeah. he's an all-star next year. And if he can improve his playmaking just a little bit more. Yeah, you know? I agree. I, he needs to, like we talked about JV a couple years back about passing out of the double team. Yeah. Well, Siakam got better throughout even the playoffs, mm-hmm. but he needs to get even better. Yeah. He needs to step through the, the defense and be able to make good decisions because especially on the Raptors right now as the roster lies, he's yeah. probably one or two in the again, if not one now. He's the number one option, let's say. Yeah. If not I Gasol, like, maybe no, but Gasol no, might think, be now. I think Pascal. But, but I, I do too because they want to push him. So, yeah. so uh, yeah, hopefully he's ready for that challenge and he'll step up, take it to another level again. Uh, your one of your favorite new guys, Matt Thomas. Yeah, man, I, I I like the fact that the Raptors got somebody that can really shoot. The like, shooter, like really, really shoot. His numbers are amazing. Yeah, from the Euro League, uh, Cameron. Like League. when I read them, I was like, this is an uh, an obscure number. Like, yeah, like it's some ridiculous almost shooting. It, it was almost to the point where I was like, what do you do? Take like four shots because. <laughs> The percentage was so high that Video it, games, it didn't, right? yeah, it didn't make sense. So the more I really looked into him, though, this kid looks legit. And he might, I think his biggest problem right now is on the defensive end. He's a liability. If he can learn how to play a little defense and or the Raptors can cover some of that with Casal or with Ibaka, I mean, I've always said it. There's a place for the NBA for shooters. So this guy can get open for a catch and shoot and drain 42%. I'm down. Keep this guy. So he could be a JJ Redick type of type of guy. You're comparing to maybe apples and oranges though, because JJ just... Redick is a lockdown defender in the in the, the wow. perimeter. Come on, man. Uh, you you he's... watch you watched it in the in, in, against he's Toronto. Good. He was yeah. he was one of the best players on the floor for Philly. Okay, but defensively, he's good, but he's not like elite. Uh, I, he, no, I'm not asking for elite. Right, but... Even with Thomas, I don't need an right, elite. But, but so, this is what I'm saying, I, though, I need somebody that doesn't get exposed like exactly. Jason Capone. I, of course, of course, of course not. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, Redick was... Like, when he started, he wasn't a good defender, but he developed that Fair enough, time. I hear you, and that could very well... You know what? And and Thomas is that kind of player, sure, if that's what yeah, you're comparing that's, to. Yeah. I hear you. And of course, my man Fred Van Steady Fred. About him, but I think he gets more shots. There was oh, a, sure. there was a after Kawhi left. Um, Nick Nurse said to Pascal and Freddie, yeah. "There's 20 more, 15 or 20 more shots." And they tapped each other's right shoulder and said, "Ah, we're ready." Yeah. So. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see their numbers go up a bit next year. I bet Pascal's uh, efficiency rating goes down, but he gets man. yeah, nah, man, he's gonna get the ball more, and he'll he's gonna get double and triple teamed so much more. He's his. His averages are going to be higher in terms of point totals, probably assists and rebound totals too. Like those numbers will probably go up. Yeah. But his efficiency rating will probably go down. And Freddie, we were talking off air. As long as Freddie stays steady, Freddie, and keeps shooting the way he did in the playoffs, still he's an undersized guy. But as long as he can continue to play like that and take a you know a page out of the Lowry textbook and be that that hard-nosed defender and don't be be afraid and shy away from Steph Curry and stuff like that, you're still going to look at a guy who's way underpaid and and deserves to, you know, compete again for a much bigger role and a bigger contract in the next couple of years. Indeed. And there's no reason why he can't do it. So this is going to be an interesting season. I think it's going to be a really fun season coming up. I agree. I might. I, honestly, and I'm really excited about it. I said I'm not satisfied, and I'm not. And now it sucks because I know we're probably not going to win the title. But at the same time, I'm really excited about the next few steps and what our team can do, man. And all I'm saying is that don't discount in-season moves, too. Like, anything could happen. I agree. I hear you. So, that is the Raptors roster. That's the wrap-up of the Raptors roster. Roster report. You know. Let's see. So, let's talk a little bit now about the general NBA stuff. And we'll try and keep it a little bit brief, but... Kawhi Leonard obviously gone to the Clippers with the tampering with Paul George. And I don't know, the NBA needs to do something about it at some point. I'm not opposed to players picking what teams they go to. They deserve it. They're the best at what they do. And a 
if I was in their situation and I wanted to play with you, then I have that right. But here's the situation. You can't come out and say shit during the season. You can't come out. And Kawhi did a pretty good job. But you also can't go behind people's backs, have meetings with them, and try and negotiate them screwing their team. It's the same thing as I've talked about many other times over the, the you know the time we've done this podcast. They're still your boss, Leia. You need to still adhere to something. Like there needs to be a standard. There's definitely a space that needs to be clarified and fixed by the NBA. There needs to be a standard, man. Because yeah. right now there's just not. And and basically the whole power structure shifted in the NBA. Because players didn't want to play for the teams they were currently playing for. Oh, I believe Alvin Gentry said something along the lines of, like, basically this new NBA, like, you can't plan far into the future because you don't know who's going to be on your team in two years. That's right. And, and that's why I said I even actually playing chess. Yeah. Because he knew this. Yeah. Gentry actually suggested that every contract should just be a two-year contract. But then, obviously, the, the Players Association would never go along with that. But the CBA needs to address this stuff. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's making the league unfair and unwatchable in some cases. I love basketball, so I'll never stop watching it. But, you know, we were talking about this. The Raptors are still not that bad off. Because realistically, the, the, the eight teams that are still the best teams are still the best teams. They just decided to change players. Yeah. It's stupidness. Yeah, small market teams that really take the hit. Like, I mean, right now, Milwaukee is on the top of the world because they have the best player in the world. Right? Yep. Right. I mean, but- why maybe is the best? I don't know. That's arguably the best player. So, if that's the case, then... Things that could change in well, that, years that's or less. it. Like if that's the case, then as soon as you know Kawhi in this case and Giannis in two years, once their contracts are up, all of a sudden that small market team is useless again. Yeah. And then I don't know, man. I'm tired of being a Toronto Raptor fan and always up until the last seven years or so being scared we would even ever continue to have a franchise, I understand why small market teams are scared to lose what they love, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know. At the end of the day, you know, let's look at Vancouver. Their model of what happens to small market teams when they make one big mistake, right? And it doesn't even have to be a huge mistake. No, it can be, but now it can be a player dictated. Or then, yeah, exactly. Could even it could even be something that looked good at the time, yeah. but just yeah. overdo the injury or injury, whatever. Injury, yeah. Hey, I, I, you, you traded me Oladipo, and then he hurt himself. <laughs> yeah. That's not your fault. I know that Fancy. it sucks, but it ruined the whole the, my whole season. Yeah. Right. Oh well, that's part of the game. It is, I suppose, but at the same yeah, time, come on, I still compute. I ended up no, waiting on no, my bench here now. I'm just talking about in general in the NBA, but it, fit, it fits the NBA too. I know it doesn't always have to be that the Brooklyn Nets, because they're in New York, need to get the two best players in the market. Exactly, exactly what I'm saying. Exactly, it's stupid, it's, it's dumb. Yeah, it's, it, it's an unfair advantage in a sense, if you know what I'm saying. I, I, that's why the CBA has to address it. They need to make some adjustments just so small market teams have an opportunity to compete. Yes, exactly. That's what it is. The chance. Like a legit chance. It's not just a chance. Like a legit chance. They need an opportunity. You need an opportunity. We watched a Raptor team that was 16 wins. 16 wins. There's, there's like, no offense, but... Go look at Atlanta, and that's not even a small market team. Atlanta's a big city, mm-hmm. but their team is atrocious. But now, but before, like for, for how many, many years? Uh, we talked about that. They had like a but, solid, yeah. They had a solid with 16 season run, I think. And, and we're never real contenders, but competitors. Yeah. And and small markets, even if, just in terms of NBA markets, they <laughs> teams like Utah. As much as screw Utah, we've talked about, but but a team like Utah, if they're actually competitive 
for 10 years. Let's like, you know, the the Stockton Malone yeah. era. You know what I mean? They're, 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 yeah, at, at the end of the day, they were never going to beat Michael Jordan. But they were always competitors, and, and there was a chance that they could make it to the finals. Yeah, they made the final, what, two years ago? Right? And the Raptors were in a, certain, like a similar situation, and at the end of the day, if the CBA doesn't address this, guys like Durant and LeBron and Kawhi. Butler and Kawhi, they're going to hold... They're AD. They're gonna hold the NBA hostage. hostage. And as a fan and someone who truly loves this game and the NBA, I think you're ruining it a bit. You're tarnishing the sport that you're yeah, supposed the, to love. The essence of it is a little bit tarnished, I agree. Let's backtrack a second for when you were talking about Atlanta. Because mm-hmm. a few years ago, you and I were talking about the Raptors situation. They were kind of at a fork in the road. And we use the analogy, like the Raptors are either going to be the Atlanta Hawks, kind of, you know, mired in mediocrity. Like, yeah, they make the playoffs, but they're not really contenders. Or they're going to be the San Antonio Spurs. And obviously after this season, like, what transpired. Well, it's five years, never mind the title. Because going back to what Jav was just saying, with being content, we became contenders for the last five years, four years. And if that's the case, then we move into that San Antonio situation because with Kawhi gone, we are not the contenders this year. We're probably not gonna win the title. But like you said, I'm saying right now, the roster that we have right now. But, but, even looking forward to the, like the, the very near future, let's say, you can see that the Raptors could easily become contenders again with very small but big moves because they have a lot of money to spare and a bunch of young talent to move forward with. And they're still legit. They're good. Yeah. So that means they've moved into that San Antonio space. Yeah. And, and the key thing is the organization. Yep. It's the management. Yep. It's from the top down. And the Raptors, I won't lie, have had a hard time with coaching. Even with Nick yeah. Nurse, I I don't know. We'll see. I'm gonna give him this year. He won yeah. a title. I ain't got nothing bad to say about him right now. He but the chip. But at this, and he, like we talked about it all through all throughout the playoffs. He made some mistakes, but always counterpunch better than any other Raptors coach I've ever seen. Yes. And he's very unorthodox and unordinary, and I love that. Mm-hmm. And I think that he might be actually what we needed here and I didn't know or think that last year I, I think I held didn't give a prediction because I didn't know enough but, I, I had confidence but I, I do believe that that he's shown he deserves the, the right confidence yeah. he was the right pick which moves us now into Canada basketball yeah and um, I wanted to talk about them quickly because of the nightmare situation a lot of guys have backed out again. No more uh, uh, Mr. Wiggins mm-hmm. again. He didn't he say he wanted to play? He wanted to play, but I mean, I've been hearing different things with like, you know, their team, the NBA team contracts and health reasons. And I don't want to hear none of that stuff. crap. It's bullshit. I, it's I'm legitimate. Not, I'm not, I'm not sure time. what the reason is now that he's not playing, but I, I, I think it's kind of crappy that he didn't get an invite even if he wanted to turn it down. Yeah. Because the only thing I heard coming out of his mouth was that he wanted to play. Wiggins said it himself, as far as I can remember, he said he was willing to play this year. Now, whatever, that could have easily changed. But, and we don't know behind the scenes, like maybe he was in talks with people and it was just like, maybe don't, don't worry about it, I can't do it. He has had injuries, he's played well under his contract and well under his expectation. So, today, today, so maybe that's why. Focus on focus the season, on exactly maybe. But, getting in, getting in. but this is a good opportunity for Canada, man. We have a really, really good team. Now, Barrett looks like Barrett might not play. Yeah, that's it's up in the air. He wants to get ready for his rookie season. That's why I'm not sure. I see on his case, I'd rather see him play, man. 
But whatever. I, I get it. And the Raptors are still, or the Raptors, the can, Team Canada are still like legit. I could see them going deep in this, in this tournament. tournament and going into qualifying. So yeah, and Olympics. going into the Olympics and stuff. They have a shot to medal. I'm telling you. Man. I agree for sure. Yeah, but people gotta play. Yeah, but I mean, it's not just a Canada thing though. Like a lot of. Uh, Team USA guys who were opt out as well. Team. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at Kyle Lowry being one of the stars on that team. Yeah, right he's now. like top two, I think, right now. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. So, what happened to the dream team? I, I've always been a fan of of amateurs in amateur sports. Yeah. So, I, even when the dream team happened, it was fun to watch as a basketball fan. I'm not arguing that. And it's always fun to watch the best competition play at that level. But I believe, and I will always believe, that if you are an amateur person in sports, and amateur means you don't get paid, that's to, to, def, to define what that is, then you can play in the Olympics. But as soon as you sign a contract, and I don't give a shit if it's in the NBA, if it's in the Euro League, the Asia League, the, the China League, I don't care where you're getting paid. I don't, if it's golf, and that's what you're getting, and you're getting paid to do it, I don't then you can't be in it. That's my belief. Uh, it should be amateurs. Yeah, I mean... But, screw it! Let's go Canada. I still want Canada to win. You of know? course. Always would want the uh, home country, well, our home country to win, right? Uh, let's talk a little about Jeremy Lin. We didn't really... Yeah, we, well, I don't want to spend too much time Yeah, let's this, talk but, about it. But I want to talk a bit about it because... I worked with a, a company here in Toronto that work with patients with mental health issues, right? And I never really realized how big of an issue and a problem it really is in society. We're quick to dismiss things, right? Mm -hmm. And guys like DeMar DeRozan, when they come out and speak about depression, guys like Jeremy Lin, who just won a title, and then come out and if you say he's at rock bottom, feels like he didn't even help that team win the title and yada, yada, yada. Felt like he didn't deserve the ring. Whatever. I, I, we always talk about, you know, they're players and they play a game for money. I always say this. So, at, although that stuff is real. Yeah. It's real, eh? It and is. I don't care who you are. You are not. You are not. Free you're from not immune from like, it. Like, it's gonna hit you. You're Somebody, every person goes through anxiety, every person goes through depression, but not everyone gets consumed by it. But it could happen to anybody. It doesn't matter if it's an NBA player or just some homeless guy on the street. It could happen to you. It could happen to me. You know? Yes. And, and for that, I gotta shout out Jeremy Lin, man. I got nothing but love for you. Understand that Toronto has nothing but love for you. Yeah, man. And although, yes, you may not have lived up to our playing expectations, maybe, um, to some people, but... And more importantly, his own. But, but besides that, besides that, you are a champion. You deserve a ring. You pushed Kyle Lowry in, in the practices to be a better player. Exactly. You deserve to be on top. And whatever your next part of your career, if it's in the NBA, and I personally think he has enough skill to still be in the NBA, but if it's not, he can go run the Asia League or run Which Europe, he wherever he wants to go. He'll be really good there. Yeah, he still has other opportunities in basketball, professional basketball. Like that. And all of the, yeah, which I was going to say, and all of which are going to pay him quite handsomely. So, as much as I'm, I shout you out for being real, Time to pull up the socks now and go out there and play the game you love and represent what you love because you're a champ too, brother. So, champion. That's, that's all I'm saying, Jeremy Lin. Respect, brother. Shout out, Jeremy Lin. Let's talk about Raptors, the African basketball connection, real quick. Well, Masai, that's the connection. And because of it, there's guys like, you know, well, I don't know. I want to say his name is Costa. 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 Yeah. Whatever. Process. Antetokounmpo. Yeah. It's kind of crazy that I could say Antetokounmpo better than I could yeah. say Costa. Yeah. But thanks, Giannis. Yeah, thanks, Giannis. So. Big bro. You know, at that point, Giannis, you know, is the best player in the NBA. So, 
trying to go after a guy like his brother? Well, why not? Why not, right? And that is because of that African connection. Ibaka, I don't know. There's just, it, it's short. Siakam, obviously. Yeah. There's an opportunity there to not, to really, like, not just, like, grow the NBA there, but brand the NBA there. I feel like there's a lot of potential, both for marketing and obviously talent and and player recognition, right? It's moving in the direction that they're the new Europe. Yeah, and don't you think Masai is all over that? Absolutely. I mean, you brought Larry Obi over there during his basketball for the Warriors recently. That all of that stuff goes deeper in the psyche. Oh yeah. Than anything you could imagine, especially, especially when there's so much racism in the United States and in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So once you you take this to another level, you know, shout out Masai. You don't think get stopped at the you, damn at the uh, the finals, way win the title, get about to get stopped. to the court to celebrate the trophy, and yet he still stands up as a proud black man from Africa and says, this is the way it should be. This is how we're moving. Watch out. And I love it, man. I got nothing. I, since besides come to, to Toronto, I've said nothing but praise for him. Yeah. But as a human, he's the, he's the man. He's the man. He's the man. And, and this type of stuff shows it. Yeah. Not to mention, when you bring the Larry OB and branding all the Raptors gear out there, you don't think all these African kids want to play for oh, the Raptors? Listen, I read an article that the Raptors are the number one team in the world. Yeah. The world! I like that. Like globally. Because, because globally. They, they understand that the Raptors come from everywhere. Yep. Yep. Asia, Africa, Canada, United States. Yeah, they were actually, the championship team was well represented. Absolutely. Worldwide. Absolutely. One very last thing. We you started it, but I cut you off. Let's talk about the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference. Okay. Obviously, I'm not gonna hold you to this, but at this moment, what's your well? What's because your the, the, the rosters are still gonna change. But let's stay with the, what's here right now. Starting with the, the Eastern Conference, because I think it's a bit easier. All right, let's go. Number one, Milwaukee Bucks. Still, I think, still end up with the number one spot in the Eastern Conference. I think. I think they're the best team. Closely followed by Philly. Arguably, Philly's better, but I I think still you gotta you gotta beat the better team to be able to say that. So I think right now, Milwaukee, Philly. Okay, this is where um it gets a little more hazy, but I believe that it's Indiana as long as people are healthy and Toronto. So Toronto could be a third seed here. I'm gonna say they're the fourth. Below them is Boston. So now you have five. Uh-huh. Six. You gotta put Orlando, I guess. They didn't get worse. Right? Okay. Maybe seven is Detroit. They didn't get worse. And then that eight seat, man, it could be Brooklyn. And it could be Miami. I, what about Washington? Nah, man. No? They're, they're pretenders. They're not. <laughs> so they're not even making the playoffs. They're not even okay. making All the right. playoffs. They're not even making the playoffs. Uh, and for a Raptors win total, I think they win 50 games. 51 games, maybe. Okay. 50. I'm saying they're right on the cusp at 50. All right. Let- and the Western Conference. Then we'll come back. Let you do your after. Because we don't have much time. So let's just yeah. go through. Western Conference, I think the number one best team in the Western Conference right now is the Denver Nuggets. Okay. They did get better. And they literally had a great team last year. They did. So I, I'm going a bit on a limb by picking them first. But if not them, then the Houston Rockets. So one or two, I don't really care, really. They both kind of slot there for me. But Houston. Third is the Clippers. I mean, the Lakers. Not the Clippers. The Lakers. <laughs> Wrong L.A. Wrong L.A. Right. Is the Lakers. And, and yes, I'm putting them above the Clippers. Before the Clippers is still Golden State and then Portland. So that's your top five. There. Okay. 
Number six would be the Clippers. Uh, it's five or six there. Okay. I believe that. Like, they're a middle of the pack Western Conference team at best. At best. Oh, wow. Okay. And then, you know, finishing out those last two, three spots. It's hard. Probably Utah. Mm-hmm. That last one. It could be anybody, man. Yeah. San Antonio? It could be anybody. Don't that last one. It's hard to say because without with Porzingis still being, you know. Unknown. Unknown. But they have the potential to get move all the way up to sixth, probably. Mm-hmm. If that duo plays well. The new Steve Nash, Dirk Nowitzki. <laughs> For real. Um, but I think the Raptors fare better in the Eastern Conference than the Clippers fare in the Western Conference. I think the Raptors could make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think they could. They'll at least make the second round. I think they could make the third round. And I don't think that the Clippers pass the second round. That's just my opinion. So that's it. There's my For me, right now, I would have to say I agree with you with Milwaukee. Number two, see number two, three, and four for me. I don't know where, but I do. I do think um, the Raptors, Philly, and Indiana. So I do agree with you with the top four. I just don't know about the positioning of, of each. After that, Boston fell off, eh? For me too, though. Yeah, Boston. They just—they haven't shown me they're good, man. Yeah, I need to Honestly. really see something. And and the fact that um, sorry, Kemba's now there and Kyrie left. We don't know how that. And also Horford left, right? So we don't know how they're gonna really gel. Yeah, they have a lot of young prospects, but we still don't know how that team's gonna look. So they're gonna make the playoffs. They will. They will. I just don't know where. I feel they're gonna be in the bottom half. Um. I'm going to say that Orlando will make the playoffs. Detroit. Detroit, yeah. Detroit will make the playoffs. And one more team. Yeah, one more. Miami? Miami, Washington. Who else is, who else is out here? Nobody, bro. You got Brooklyn. Which yeah, could you know do what? it. I they think, could sneak yeah, that I'm, last spot. I'm going yeah. to have to say Brooklyn. I have to say Brooklyn. I mean, if Brooklyn... Sneaks that last spot or even the second last spot, like six, you know, seven or eight. They're gonna be really good next year. Yeah, well, yeah, next year is a whole different story. Yeah, but when, I'm when just Katie saying, like, they, they have a potential to like really develop a couple guys, and then when he comes in next year, to really shut the place down. Right? Yeah, exactly. Well, West, Western Conference. Western Conference. Number one. Damn, this is hard. It's hard, man. It's hard, man. I'm going to go Houston, number one. All right. Houston. I, I can't hate you for that. Yeah. For the regular season. I'm not saying they're... No, no, no. Whatever, I mean, man. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not predicting no final stuff. Houston, number one. Number two. I can't wait to see Harden and Westbrook together. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, number two. Harden get, uh, Westbrook can get 30 assists a game if you want. Oh, assuming, assuming we're going to be really good or really bad. I'm banking on really good. Yeah, but me too. It could go the other way, too. Yeah. I'll, I'll put Denver number two. Oh, I didn't even. I you know when I went through mine, I mm. forgot somebody. Forget. In the Western Conference, it, I missed the team. I said Houston. I said Denver. Mm-hmm. I said the Lakers. Yeah. I forgot Golden State. It was Golden State, then the Clippers. So it was it was five. Yeah. So I forgot okay, Golden okay. State. Obviously, I wasn't forgetting Golden State as a team. Yeah, like they legitimately are the only team in the NBA with four All Stars. Yeah. you can't hate them. Yeah, they're still going to be good, despite what people are saying. Okay, um, so Houston first. So Houston. Then I got uh, Denver, and then I'm going to say the Clippers, man. I'm going to say Clippers number three. I think you're wrong. I'm going to say Golden State number four. Lakers five, Utah six. Well, Portland, man, they made it to Port- the, the Western Conference Final. Are you dropping all the way to no. the seventh place? Yeah, but the, see, this is the thing, though. For me, I feel like the top seven 
in the West, there's going to be like a three-game difference at the end of the It's going to come down to the last week. And if that's the case, load management is going to fuck your boy Kawhi. Yeah, yeah. I don't think load management is going to be as much of an option. This I don't think it's as possible. If he wants to compete in the in the playoffs, yeah. she might need to play more. Yeah. And so, okay, last so one. my last one... You know what? I'm going to say Sacramento, man. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to say Sacramento. That's possible. Just because. I, I like Darren Fox, and yeah. I'm all about... I, listen, they could be good, man. I'm, I, yeah. Maybe. I'm sure. just... I'm just. No, whatever, man. That last spot really can fit anybody. So. But all I'm saying, though, is... Why did Pelicans get a, a, a Christmas game, man? <laughs> I don't care. We're going to wipe their ass anyway. <laughs> well, the Raptors got a Christmas game. We're actually opening the season, opening day against, against the against them. Yeah, that's what Which I mean. is also an interesting choice. Well, why I mean, no, whatever. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're really riding on uh, on uh, old Zion. Yeah, yeah, man. I don't know. Uh, I said this a while back. Zion is overrated. I think so. He's and he's a big dude. Like, I'm at a conversation with Edson, who's been on our show a handful of times. And he was like, oh, look how big he is. And I'm like, he looks like Oliver Miller. I mean, obviously, I was joking. I was joking. But I don't feel like he's, he ain't Dwight Howard. You know what I'm saying? He's not Giannis. I don't think his game will translate as well as people are projecting into the NBA. I I honestly think RJ Barrett is going to have a better NBA career once he's said and done. I absolutely agree. But. All right. You know what it is, man. Yep. This is it's been a while. Yeah, so, I mean, it was a little long, man. Yeah, over an hour now. Yeah. You know, but hey, over an hour. We we've been we've been away for a while. It's this been a lot to talk time. about. Yeah, it's a lot to talk about. It's been a long time, and we shouldn't have left you without a podcast to step to. <laughs> but hey, here it is right now. Trap chat alley oop. All right. We will be back soon. Soon yeah, enough. It will be another little more. couple weeks because yeah. not going to be much going so on. Off season, NBA, you know, you know? We're, we're still recovering from all the partying that we did. Because we are the best team in, in the, the NBA. NBA. <laughs> all right, man. Until next time. All right. You know what it is. Trap since 95 for fans. For better. For worse. Forever. Peace. Peace. Trap Chat Alley. The fans plug for all Raptors talk and more. We serve it up or throw it down. Yeah.